Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Joining us now on the buyersafety.com hotline is the COO of the Dallas Cowboys, the mighty Stephen Jones. How are we doing today, Stephen? Hey, guys. We're doing all right. Uh, tough one yesterday that we're going to obviously have to get back to work and rebound from and learn from it. Well, you know the nature of these things, Stephen. People are outraged. The Cowboys will never win another game again. You need to cut everybody, fire the whole staff, let's go. But uh, before you get in there and really you know, dice this thing up. Did you leave the the stadium yesterday thinking there was one bigger culprit than anything else as to the reason you guys didn't get done what you wanted to get done? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's very absolute. I mean, you turn the ball over three times against a really good football team led by Aaron Rodgers, and you don't create any turnovers, you're going to lose probably. Uh, we've got our, our analytics guys give me the exact number, but I'm sure you're going to lose 90% of the time. If, uh, you know, if you don't protect the ball and, uh, you know, we had certainly wasn't on Dak altogether either. I mean, we had some balls that were bouncing up and, you know, we just, uh, you know, you can't turn the ball over in this league and not create turnovers and win football games. How big of a problem is it that your defense just doesn't seem to create turnovers? They're, they're pretty good. They just don't, traditionally, they don't really create turnovers. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, I just think we've got to continue to work at it. Uh, we traditionally hadn't. I thought we were turning the corner last year. We were starting to create some turnovers. Obviously, uh, Chris Rossard comes from, you know, a, a system that's uh, historically created them. I know we work at it uh, in a big way, and you know, we just got to continue. We're starting to get more pressure on the quarterback. Uh, obviously, we played, uh, you know, a quarterback last night who's. He's pretty good at not uh, not turning the ball over, and uh, so we've got to play. Uh, we've got to replicate that if we're going to win. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, if you, against good football teams, no matter what environment, if you uh, you know if you turn the ball over and give them more possessions, then you're gonna you know you're you're gonna have an uphill battle to win a football game. You know, Stephen, I I'm with you on that, all that. I think that's the number one reason you lost. But there is one thing that stands out that is very troubling to me. And that's that it's a guy who had 40 yards on 23 carries in the previous two weeks run for four touchdowns on you guys. And I'm worried about this team's run defense. How do you guys get better? Or is it as big of a worry as I'm making it out to be? I think all these things are things we have to address. I don't think anyone wants to stick their head in the sand. And I think that we don't have a lot of room for improvement here. Uh, as you said, I mean, we got to, uh, you know, they ran the ball well against us yesterday and we've got to, uh, we've got to be better now. We've got to stop the run. We've got to create, uh, you know, we've, we've got to make plays on the ball and, and, and turn the ball over, and then we've got to do a better job of protecting the ball. Obviously, yesterday was, uh, you know, not one of our better days. And, uh, you know, when you're playing a team uh, led by Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, we've had Pitts beating him uh, even when we uh, played at our best. And, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have a long day. Is it easy for you to pinpoint where the run defense is breaking down? As if, Is it the defensive tackles? Is it the linebackers? Obviously, it's a little bit of everybody, but can you pinpoint where the bigger problems are? 
No, I mean, uh, you, you said it best. It, 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 you know, you got 11 guys, and they all got to do their job in this defense. And, you know, it's run fit, so he's, you know, it starts right there. And then, uh, you know, you've got to make tackles. You've got to, uh, you know, it, it's a combination of things. And I'm sure, you know, we're about to step into a staff meeting, and we'll hear a lot more about it and, uh, you know, from the defensive coaches and see what their thoughts are. But we just got to, you know, we got to get back to work. We, you know, before this week, we were doing a great job of holding our opponents down in terms of, uh, you know, the amount of points that were being scored. And yesterday we just uh, didn't get the job done. So, uh, you know, we've got to be more consistent and control the things we control. If we want to be a great uh, a great team, you've got to be consistent week in and week out. It can't be, you know, you have two or three weeks of playing well and then a couple of weeks you don't play so well. So, uh, you know, that's not what uh, the type of team that we want to have here. I know our staff doesn't want that. I think we've got the right kind of players. I know they don't want that. And uh, as you said, I know there's a, you know, our fans are disappointed, disappointed, have ever right to be disappointed in uh, the way we played. I just thought it was a great atmosphere. Hats off to our fans yesterday when we, you know, when we walked in the building and they stuck in there. And, you know, one thing about our team, they don't, uh, you know, they never quit. And, uh, you know, they played their ass off all the way to the end. But, uh you know, we, we just dug too deep a hole uh, to crawl out of it. But uh, we've got to be better than this. Talking to Stephen Jones here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Is this an accurate characterization of y'all's defense that y'all don't really change things up from week to week? You kind of, you are who you are and you try to execute. There's not as much schematic difference. Rod's style is to play a certain way and then execute that. Is that an accurate description of how you guys approach things? Or, or do you think maybe y'all mix it up more than people suspect? I don't think so. I think we would mix it up more than people suspect, and I'm sure, you know, depending on who we're playing and uh, what the situation is, uh, you know, sometimes we can be a little more conservative than others, but uh, I just think we're going to have to continue to, you know, self-evaluate, self-scout what we're doing uh, so that we uh, so that we can, can play better as a team in all three phases, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of confidence that uh, – We've got a really good football team here, and we've just got to, you know, we have to clean some things up, and we can't stick our head in the sand, and we have to go in here and self-evaluate and, and self-scout and and uh, improve on uh, where we are right now. So, Coach Garrett had the uh, the strange penalty called. It was almost like a technical foul on an NBA coach. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen a referee get his feelings hurt and throw a flag for something that was said to him. Uh, very odd, an odd penalty, and they kept the broadcast would flash to you guys right after that, and I, I was real happy for you guys and for Coach Garrett that you guys immediately picked up the first down and it didn't hurt you, but I'd just love to know what was the thought process or, or what are you guys thinking as you're watching that go down up in the owner's suite? Well, you just never know. Uh, you know, when we're sitting there, we don't know what's been said. We don't know what, you know, if there's been warnings or hadn't been warnings. Uh, certainly, uh, we'll be visiting. Uh, you know, with the league office to see exactly uh, what the reasons were uh, for the penalty. And I hadn't really had a a good chance to discuss with Jason yet, uh, you know, that particular uh, situation. But, uh, you know, obviously it was an emotional day for us. I thought it was great to see, uh, you know, Jason was certainly fired up. Uh, We were trying to make a run. And, uh, you know, he he does a great job of keeping our guys in games and, uh, you know, you know, keeping them playing hard uh, all the way to the finish. And certainly he's no different. And uh, we were trying to fight back into it. And, 
you know, it was it was an emotional uh, situation, and you know, it is what it is. We can't take that back, but we'll certainly understand it better in the future. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Jason's uh, class act, and we'll just have to see uh, exactly what the details of that particular situation were. Do you know if there were warnings given, or and do you know at all what was said? No, I don't. No, I don't. Do you want to guess what was said? <laughs> no, I don't. Good. Yeah, we probably would get in trouble and have to dump you anyways. So that'd probably be a bad I don't decision. want to speculate. <laughs> right, right. Uh, how would you uh, evaluate Dak's last two weeks? The reason I say is because we put uh, uh, we built a statue for Dak outside of every stadium after the first three weeks. What? How do you think he's playing the last two? I still think he's playing really well. I mean, when you play, uh, you know, the quarterback position in the NFL, you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to have challenges. And, you know, yesterday we had two backup tackles in the game, and I thought he responded well. Uh, obviously, he, uh, you know, he threw for, uh, you know, did a great job of bringing us back and uh, threw for a lot of yards. Amari, you know, as great as he was, I'm sure he's sick about the, the pass that uh, he didn't reel in. And I know Dak wants to protect the ball, but, uh, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to have Dak. We're going to win a lot of football games with him. And it was, uh, you know, unfortunately one of those days where, you know, things weren't going just right. And But overall, uh, you know, I think Dak's playing at a level that we can, you know, that we can win with. We just had some unfortunate situations. And certainly the Packers, hats off to the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest to ever play the position. And, uh, you know, you just can't, uh, you know, you can't give the advantage of giving them three extra possessions. Uh, based on turnovers. We all know how that works in the NFL, and unfortunately uh, we had that yesterday. But, uh, you know, Dak's playing at a high level. We're going to win a lot of football games uh, before this is all said and done, and he's going to be a big reason why. So special teams-wise, uh, you know, your your kicker and your punter, both, uh, both of them are, are struggling a bit right now. Are you concerned about either of those positions, and will you consider making a switch there? No, I think they're both, uh, you know, they're both pros. Uh, we both think a lot of them, uh, you know, no different than, uh, you know, the offense and defense had their struggles yesterday. Certainly our special teams wasn't perfect either. And just like offense and defense are going to have to bear down, correct, uh, uh, correct the mistakes and uh, move forward. But we've got a lot of confidence uh, in both Chris and Brett and, uh, you know, look forward to, uh, I know they're looking forward to, uh, improving just as our offense and, and defensive units do as well. I know you're consumed with football on a Sunday, but I'm assuming you're aware that George Bush and Ellen DeGeneres will be at the game before the game. Is, is that safe to say? Yes, we're aware of it. Okay, so did you know they were going to be sitting together? And if so, where were they sitting and how did all that come together? Well, I'm not uh, in charge of the seating chart. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> That goes to Gene and Charlotte, but... Uh, uh, I did not know that they were going to be sitting together, but I was aware of the guest list, but uh, was not aware. Of course, as you know, we don't sit in the suite during the game, so right. uh, had heard they, uh, you know, heard afterwards that they were sitting together, and I think they enjoyed each other's company. It looked like they were having fun up there. Hey, we got to ask you about this. We will be accused of being soft if we don't. Uh, but some odds came out from Vegas earlier saying that uh, Coach Garrett was uh, one of the coaches that's on one of the hottest of hot seats. And so second best odds. I want to give you a chance to address that. Is Coach Garrett on a hot seat? Absolutely not. He's uh, done a great job with this team. As 
you saw yesterday, he had this team playing hard. Uh, when a lot of teams, that game could have gotten real ugly when it was 31 to three there in the back end of the uh, third quarter. And, uh, you know, he's got them playing hard and we've just got to correct a few things and, uh, you know, and we'll be back in line. We t- I totally believe that. I know Jerry believes it. And uh, Jason's just doing a great job uh, with this team. And I know uh, we'll correct what we need to correct to go win, uh, to go win a lot of football games. Okay, Stephen, before we let you go, any final message you want to deliver to Cowboy fans, the ones that are getting ready to jump off a bridge? Any final words for those folks? Well, I'd just tell them to hang in there with us. Uh, certainly disappointing. Uh, uh, hated uh, to have that kind of disappointing performance. But at the end of the day, uh, I really believe we're going to, uh, you know, correct these things that need to be corrected for us to uh, be more consistent and, and win these football games. And uh, we really like our football team. And uh, I know we got the right kind of guys. We really like our staff. And uh, I just feel like that we're, uh, you know, the best is yet to come. And uh, I know we'll improve. Thanks a lot, Steve. We'll talk to you next week, man. Thanks, guys. There he goes, Stephen Jones, every Monday at noon, right here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now let's go out to the star. We're standing by as our buddy Mickey Spagnola. It's presented to you by Ford, the best in Texas. And uh, There's a lot of different ways to go here, Mickey, but I want to start with the comments that Dak made after the game about perhaps they were sniffing themselves too much implying that the early success had perhaps gotten to their heads a little bit and maybe they weren't playing with the intensity they needed. Was your uh, the vibes that you got from the locker room, the way guys were acting, or you know that combined with the way they were behaving going into the game, do you think these guys got too full of themselves? Well, I mean, he's closer to the situation than we are, right? But if they were sniffing themselves, maybe they were only doing it on defense and not offense. I mean, they did, in the end, put up 563 yards of of total offense, right? Yep. Uh, and so maybe one side of the room, you know, thought they were full. You know, I was looking at their possessions offensively, right? And I know they fell behind 31-3. to But if you look at their offensive possessions, they had 13 of them. The first one, if, if Amari catches the ball, he's running for a touchdown, right? It's, it's an interception. Right. Okay, the second possession, they're moving, they're in field goal range, and they end up getting a sack on third down. They got a punt. The next possession, they're at the basically the Packers 35. Dak throws a, uh, a bad interception, but they're moving the football. The next time, they're at the 50-yard line, and they take a sack. The next time, they miss a field goal. Uh, the next one, they get a holding and end up punting on the first possession of the third quarter. Then it's field goal, touchdown, touchdown, interception on a missed uh, interference call, touchdown, missed field goal. So they were moving the ball. They end up being their own worst enemy, uh, kind of shooting themselves in the foot with uh, mistakes, holding calls, uh, giving up sacks. 
And, you know, it's real when Tyron Smith isn't out there. Uh, I mean, the, the gap between your all-pro left tackle and the backup is huge. And and I thought if the Cowboys made a, uh, you know, judgment error, it was that, you know, Cam Flooding could stand up for the majority of his snaps on his own at left tackle. And that just wasn't going to happen. He's not good enough. Uh, and, you know, I, it was two sacks, but there were several more quarterback hurries and a couple holds. Uh, and it it just it, it ruins your offense at really important times. So uh, going forward, if Tyron's not ready for this next game, they got to give him, I think, more help. Unfortunately, it gets complicated because of Lael Collins, um, you know, is out with a sprained MCL. And a lot of times, if even if it's a kind of a mid-grade sprain, it's two to four weeks, then you got to compensate on, on the right side with whoever you decide uh, to go with. Um, you know, they went with Brandon Knight. I thought the young kid making his NFL debut fought his butt off and, you know, did okay. He wasn't great, but it was okay. But to start a game when a team knows that might be where you're going, you might have to give him help too. So uh, you can't let those things ruin uh, your offense. You can't let a drop pass for an interception ruin a possession uh, or – have a interference call turn into that didn't get called turn into an interception uh, and you don't have any challenges left because you were forced to use the last one on a play that everybody on the sideline saw that Cooper caught it uh, but oh Scott Edwards didn't see it uh, and he was forced to use a, a, a challenge uh, and so uh, yeah a lot of things I mean gosh they just they were moving the football but they were shooting themselves in the foot. Now, the biggest concern to me is the defense, uh, this fact that teams that have beaten them in the last four games going back to last year, the playoffs and the loss to Indianapolis, have been able to run the ball against them. And, and that's a trend that I think is uh, very disconcerting uh, that they haven't fixed yet. And people, I think, are using their aggressiveness up front against them. Uh, and you know, Aaron Jones not only goes for 170 yards 107 yards rushing, but he also catches seven passes for 75 yards. You just can't have that. It's like the wrong Aaron beat him. Um, the, the thing that was weird is you're sitting there going, okay, Devontae Adams is out, advantage Cowboys. Their wide receivers only caught four passes. Their, their, their running backs caught 11. That was half of Rodgers' uh, completion. So he figured out a way to compensate uh, for the loss of his main guy uh, and was able to score uh, enough points on their own and with the help of, uh, of the Cowboys making mistakes, turnovers, missing field goals. All right, so Vegas released odds, new odds of coaches on the hot seat after Jay Gruden was fired, and they have Jason Garrett as the second most likely coach uh, to be fired this season during the season. I I, real, I think that's a long shot. We talked about that. He is, however, in a, on a lame duck contract, so he needs to coach for his and, and succeed for his next job. But if they got destroyed by the Jets, could could you see that seed actually getting hot? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, if you get destroyed by the Jets in Philadelphia, and we can go on and on, right? Hmm. Uh, you know, they can set odds. Can you bet against the odds? Like that he doesn't get fired? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that listed. Odds that Jason because you know the Joneses don't want to do that, right? Right. Right. Uh, okay. Absolutely. And again, and then what's your alternative? 
You yeah, know, they don't have Bill Callahan sitting on the staff right now. Yeah, we talked about that. We thought, you know, probably Richard, although he's not a bright yeah, shining the star, right? Playing right lately, right? All right. Yeah. So um, let's let's uh, let's elevate Kitna. Let's fire Garrett and elevate Kitna <laughs> because he's and got see that, what happens. He's got that high school coach head coaching experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe Witten. There you go. <laughs> well, no, like we that. don't laugh too much on that. No, one. I'm in on that. <laughs> Tennessee may be hiring him soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, he's in jeopardy. Um, you know, they they just got to quit shooting themselves in the foot. That's two games in a row now, and, and, you know, it's five turnovers. And, you know, we can sit there and dissect the turnovers and how and why, but it's five uh, in two games. And, that you know, I think they're what in those two. I think they got one from New Orleans, so it's minus four. Uh, it should be minus three, uh, except for Aaron Rodgers having the wherewithal that when he fumbled the ball, he acted like he threw it and flicked his hand out. Like, oh, yeah, I threw the ball. It's pretty incredible. Right? Yeah, and they it, bought it. You know, and you're talking about his stats with Rodgers. It wasn't necessarily about his stats. It was just the incredible plays that he made exactly. in that first quarter to keep the thing alive. So, uh, looking forward, you know, we're not scared of the Jets, but you're always scared about injuries. So And what, going on the road, too, Yeah, absolutely. By the way. I mean, they're going to have to play in that building twice in three weeks. Or I guess four weeks because of the bye week. But I'd, I'd love to know what you, uh, what you know about yesterday's injuries and then the injuries going into the game like what Tyron and some of those guys when might we get them back but what are the injuries that were problematic yesterday yeah well I I thought Tyron's was the biggest problematic injury they had Cam Fleming cannot stand up down in and down out on the left side if he's not getting help and I don't think they gave him enough help Um, you know two sacks uh, several pressures holding false start um you know, I mean, everybody's got a Zadarius Smith on their team, and they're going to put him up against him. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, they may have planned to give him help, but once you get down 31-3, to you know, it's like all hands on deck on, on the offense to, to get down the field. you got to throw the ball. And, and so then you got to rely on him. So um, Tyron worked out before the game. He was on the, you know, the, the resistance cords. And, and he seemed to be doing fine, but that's resistance corns. That's not running. That's not trying to stop a 300-pound man. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one, see where it goes. Uh, you got to be concerned about Lel Collins. Uh, if it's a sprained MCL, they were going to do an MRI today. And even if it's a mild sprain, those things are at least two weeks. Uh, so now what do you do? Because if Tyron can't go, your backup swing tackles on the left side. And as you saw, they went in with Brandon Knight, and, you know, he was okay, but they gave him some help. You can't help both sides, and otherwise you're in two tight ends all the time, and kind of teams know what you're doing if you're only sending out two wide receivers. So uh, that, that, that's, that's a problem, and uh, that will be one to, to keep an eye on. As for the other injuries, you know, Tyrone Crawford got in, played 23 snaps. We'll see how he came out of it because that hip – uh, it's like they're trying to maintain it, give him maintenance, but it's not going to probably be fixed until he has to have surgery. And, you know, they would see if they can get him through the season and, you know, maybe do that after the, the season's over with. Uh, I think there's a chance Antoine Woods gets back, uh, and that would be helpful to get mm-hmm. that big body in the middle there where they seem to be vulnerable, teams running up the middle. Uh, he, he least practiced on a limited basis last week. Uh, I saw him doing his rehab, and he seemed to be moving better. Uh, so maybe with over the weekend and another week of 
of rehab and, and maybe some practice during the week, he would be ready to go. And, and that certainly uh, would be a welcome, uh, a very welcome change, by the way. Awesome stuff, Mick. Appreciate your time. Okay, have a good day, guys. All right, there he goes, Mickey Spagnola. You have a chance to win $1,000 just by listening to the Ben and Skin Show. You'll have opportunities coming up in the following hour, but you've got to listen. Uh, Skin, we don't have a lot of time Mm -hmm. here, but the Mavericks had an open practice, a scrimmage. You attended it. What was that like? It was incredible. And the most incredible thing about it, Ben, was just the fans' enthusiasm. We talked about this on Friday. You know, NFL Sunday, there was a bunch of games on at noon. I could not believe how long the line is. You know where uh, Victory Avenue is there. You get out of the parking garage. So you could only go in one entrance. And it went all the way down to the end of the AAC, all the way down to the other end of the AAC, and then doubled back. And so they had this uh, giant curtain up on one end, but the rest of the bowl was filled out. So I'm guessing there was about 8,000 people there. And everyone went bonkers when they introduced Luca and Porzingis that were on the same team. And those guys hit their first five shots, and it was just beautiful. Just a, I mean, you're what you're watching is you're watching competitive pickup, competitive exhibition pickup. There's not going to be anybody diving for a loose ball or anything like that, but just to kind of see how the team would function. The other little thing, man, JJ Brea looked great. Yeah, I saw highlights of him, and All I was right. like, good God, he's he's out there playing. He's legit. He's legit, and he was pulling up and hitting shots and looked 100% healthy, and I hadn't really thought about him too much because I thought it would take him a while, you know, coming back from the Achilles. But Dwight Powell didn't play. He's got a strained hamstring, but the crowd was incredible, and I think you just saw the whole Porzingis offensive repertoire. So they're on ESPN tomorrow night, and then they play again the next night. I think they play the Thunder tomorrow night, and then the next night they'll be on Fox Sports Southwest. I don't think that Luca and Porzingis are going to play in both games. I think they'll play in one. Can you let the Metroplex know which one? I think it's going to be the Wednesday game. Okay. That's speculation, and it is, but of course it isn't. But if they're going to play in one, they'll play in one together because they need to work on chemistry, right? I believe that'll be the case. All right, and I, I saw, kind of think they're going to play the Wednesday night game. I saw a highlight of uh, Porzingis, and it, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. At seven foot three, tallest guy in the league. He crossed over a defender, popped out beyond the three-point line, and hit a step-back three. Yeah. Like, good Lord, are you kidding me? Yeah, and as soon as they get that little switch. So the other thing I hadn't considered that they might be doing a little bit because of his handles, they might be doing a Porzingis-Luca pick-and-roll where Porzingis is the ball handler. You might see that a little bit. You're going to see a lot of fun stuff. Wait, wait, so... Lucas sets the screen for Porzingis when Porzingis has the ball. I thought I saw a stat. I think it was Tim Cato had. I think Lucas set like 30 on-ball screens all of last year. I mean, it was some absurdly yeah. low number. Uh, but, yeah, just to get the rub and the mismatch. And then, you know, because when you make the switch, that's the pass is where the guy really can position himself where he wants to be. And so... Uh, oh, wow. So now you're switching to Luca with a defender that shouldn't be guarding him. Right. Ah. And so... Uh, and, and oh, it'll be the biggest guy on the floor. <laughs> more than likely. Or the most mobile big guy. Uh-huh. Like the times that uh, Boban was on Porzingis, that's not fair. That's why Boban isn't a 30-minute-a-night guy, because he can't handle guys out in space. There are really funny moments, though, where <laughs> he gets the ball on the block. He's just holding the ball with one hand. It's total Nerf mm-hmm. basketball in your room where he's just kind of holding the ball out, trying to figure out if he wants to pass it or take a drop step and hit a four-footer. Uh, they're fun, though, dude. I, I'm not I'm not trying to tell everybody they're going to go on some deep playoff run or anything, but I do think they have a good shot of making the playoffs. But even if they don't, 
you're going to enjoy watching this team play. Oh. And you just saw a tiny sliver of it yesterday. It was a blast. Absolutely cannot wait. Hopefully I get an opportunity to go lots of ham. That hit a giant. That hit a giant. No. I don't know what the hell they're doing here. Ladies and gentlemen. Touchdown, Michael Urban. Prepare yourselves. Move over, sweetness. Make a place for Emmett. For Sham goes ham. To the 10. All right. So we started off Cowboys first drive, three plays in, and they're moving the ball down the field. Here's the fourth play of their first drive, though. Oh, no. Prescott on the play fake throws down the middle. The ball's tipped and intercepted at the 15-yard line by Jair Alexander out of the hands of Cooper. That was a completion. That was right on the money for Cooper, and it went in and out of his hands. So disappointing and such, you know, that was the equivalent yesterday. Obviously, each game's different, but that was the equivalent to missing the Randall Cobb touchdown the week before where you go, man, what a different set of circumstances and the way everything unfolds after that. That's not only an interception, a little bit, I mean, he should have made the catch, but a little bit more in front of him, it's an easy touchdown. Did you guys see the safety was running completely towards the sideline? Yeah, it was not It was not a good pass, but it was catchable. Yep. I mean, God, he got all 10 fingerprints on that football. You, you take remember? that thing to the CSI lab, all 10 prints are on it. <laughs> he knows he should have caught it, but also any good quarterback would know that that ball was behind him. They, if he leads him a little bit, it's a touchdown. But it's just that's kind of the way things are going for the Cowboys right yeah. now. Any tiny mistake is magnified and blows up in their face. I don't sit there and blame that all on Dak, and uh, if anything, the majority of that is is on Cooper for not catching it. Remember on Friday, Broadus talked about the scissors route combination. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Friday at one o'clock with Broadus. Yeah, that was shocking. the scissors. So uh, Cooper breaking in, Cobb breaking out. When Cobb broke, the Packers safety Darnell Savage went with it, and that's Dude. why that that that, that whole uh, concept is designed on if they have that look. The safety will pick which one he takes, and he throw it to the other one. Why is so the they, safety? All the decisions were made. Yeah, and can I ask you this? Why is the safety going? Oh, I better go take care of this out route that'll give up a first down, as opposed to leave the field wide open for the touchdown over here. He's a rookie. It's a bad decision. Um, the Cowboys did not take advantage of it, and that is a huge shift in that. But game. But the concept was good. Yeah, and that's what I like. The, the fears about the conservative offense were not there yesterday. I didn't think once about it because no. things were moving fine. Uh, now, next drive, though, 7 nothing, And then, man, Jair Alexander, we talk about him being one of the better cornerbacks in the game. We'll watch him get routed up by Amari Cooper. Fakes right. Deep down the right side. He's got Cooper all alone to the 40. Amari Cooper stumbled in the run and then regathered himself and crossed the Green Bay 35 before Jair Alexander got him after a gain of 46 yards. Now, there were people going, man, if Cooper would have not stumbled, then that's a touchdown. And A, that's true. But B, Amari Cooper's the last guy. I mean, I, I think that the mistake in the first interception, homie had 225 yards. And after the game, it was like, all I can think about is that interception. Mm. Like the first play. So I'm not mad at Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper balled out yesterday against a really good player. People are mad that he stumbled? Yeah, there are people telling me, like, that's a touchdown if he doesn't fall down. And it would have been. It's yeah. just, but it's it's also still a huge gain, right? Forty six yards and the route was so good. It was great. Oh, oh yeah. Why were they insisting on covering him one on one? That's what the Packers do, though. They they they're okay. I was saying the most defenses are like, hey, we'll give it the big play. The Packers are okay with it. They they take a lot of chances like that. And that's just how they've been for the last few years. 
Uh, so it's seven nothing. Packers end up getting the ball back, and then they would score here. But I thought this was funny from Brad. Graham, the tight end, comes to the left. Rodgers in the gun, inside handoff, up the middle. It is Jones pushing, touchdown, Green Bay. And just so you know, the Cowboys' game plan was to spot the Packers a two-touchdown lead in the first quarter and then get the game going. Well, they've executed it perfectly. <laughs> it sounded like such a uh, SNL bit just to, uh, to announcers. Well, they've executed it perfectly. <laughs> Doing bits out there. I really thought that was good. I, I still am sort of in shock. You know, we were talking about um, Aaron Rodgers' numbers yesterday going, well, these aren't the numbers that he normally beat you with. He didn't have to have touchdown numbers. That dude had four of them. Aaron Jones four. is beasting yesterday, man. Dude, <laughs> Did I have this right? The previous two weeks, he had 40 yards on 23 carries. Mm-hmm. That's probably combined. About right. Yeah, combined. Yeah, and he did that to the to the Cowboys yesterday. Ran all over them. Um, then the Cowboys get it back. 14 nothing. They're driving. They're in Packers territory. They can make it 14-7 if they score. But this happened. Play action. Prescott all day. Over the middle, and that ball's intercepted. It is picked off at the 23-yard line on a badly thrown ball. And the Packers have their second interception of the day. They're going to call the entire team over to take a a selfie in the end zone. Shandon Sullivan. Is this the one where the dude jumped up and grabbed it and Dak thought they were in a man and they were in a zone? They were yeah. in zone, yeah. Yeah, that that one is – I mean, I think the one in the end zone that actually got reversed is probably the worst, and then this is the second worst because this is just not reading the right coverage, and that happens. And you know what's really disappointing about it? They sent a guy in motion and no one went with him. You're supposed to know immediately – that's like high school quarterback stuff – you're supposed to know immediately that it's not man. Nobody went with him. Yeah. You know, another thing, too, on that play is that Cam Fleming held up on Zedaria Smith. As Brad said, the cut deck had time. Uh, I was watching that play. I was watching Cam Fleming specifically, and he held up nicely. Dak had a pocket to throw and just, he just didn't see him. And Shannon Sullivan's a guy I'd never heard of. So, um, there was you know, a Packer you'd never heard of? I think the Packers went to Walmart and <laughs> bought a couple guys before. For the game, Shannon Sullivan, I'd never heard of. That's a great old dad joke. That's a great old dad joke from the 90s. You can't just go down to Walmart and get a quarterback. (laughs) Um, So now it's uh, 17-0 after the Packers kick a field goal, and here's the commentary from Brad Sham. Uh, my guess is they're going to figure out a way somehow. Screen, whatever it is, just let's run a let's run a toss left, <laughs> throwback right. No, and I don't see think if we're anybody, doing that. See anybody? Tavon Austin. What is. the hell? It's seventeen to nothing. What do you got to lose? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh man! <laughs> Little did they know that it would get a lot worse than that. Um, so it's seventeen nothing. Fourth and five before the half. What were you guys thinking? Fourth and five. Forty seconds left. When they had the decision to bring on Maher for the fifty-four yard field goal, what was y'all's thoughts? Um, I was, I hadn't yet really activated the part of my brain where I was really worried about kicking. The second that that field goal flailed, I was like, "Ah, oh, crap! Rogers is about to go get three more." That was actually a pretty great stand by the defense, not to give them three more points. Yeah, well, I wasn't I, second guessing that. I mean, I was. I, yeah. Rather than go for fourth and five, I thought that was well within his range. Get the three, so, you get the ball back, score, and then suddenly you're down one touchdown midway through the third quarter. It's easy to think about a certain way now that you know the outcome, but I'm yeah. going to be honest. What I was thinking in my head was, no, no, go for it. Go for because, it on fourth and five? And here's why I was thinking this. 
It was 17 nothing. Garrett was thinking three, and we get the ball first out of the half. Ten. Right. Yeah. Here's what I was thinking. There's 50 seconds left. If you kick it, you are choosing to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. If you miss. That's what I was thinking in my head. Oh, oh, I was more concerned about giving the ball to Rodgers at midfield. I was more concerned about giving him the ball at all. At all. I get so that. So I was saying fourth and five, then it's in my control. Either I, I get it or I don't. But if you, KT, if you don't pick up fourth and five, you're giving him the ball no, back No, I too. know. It's all the same odds. I know, but I could... Well, it's not really because you wanted to punt. It's a, if I'm if I'm choosing to kick. No, I wanted to go for it. I wanted to go for it on fourth and five. Then it's the same odds it's as the field same goal. Same thing, yeah. That's not. It's really not. You though. either make the field goal no, and give not. it to him there, or you don't it's pick up fourth and one, five and give 100% it. One hundred percent odds that you're giving the ball back to the Packers. One hundred percent with fifty seconds left. I see what you're saying. It's fifty percent odds that you're giving the ball back to Packers if you go for it on fourth and five. No, I do see what you're but saying. Garrett's thought. I don't was, agree with it, but I see Garrett's what you're thought saying. was seventeen three. And then you know, Me get too. the ball back out of the half. Yes, uh, but I was thinking, man, they should put, they should go. I did not want him getting the ball back for the half. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and then here's what happened with the 54 yard field goal. Good snap and hold. 54, plenty of leg. 54 is no good wide to the right. And his two misses this year are that one and a 55 yarder that hit the upright. He's again on these kicks, plenty of leg. He's just not accurate, man. He's yeah. getting it there with no problem. You're indoors. You probably watched him boot a bunch of those you know, pregame, looking, feeling fine about it. But I am now officially in panic mode Dude, on their field goal situation. We sat there and watched Meyer kick at camp, and it was even the ones he made were so sketchy. It was very sketchy. Like it was, he was hitting curveballs. He was popping them through the uprights, and you'd see the beat writers. Well, he's four for five today, and you're like, well, two of those four were real shaky. <laughs> Uh, it's been a problem. All I mean, they've they've known about it. They've known it's been a problem for a while, and they haven't addressed it. And then yesterday, bit him in the butt. The one for me was the open practice at the Star, yeah, at that Ford Center, and we were kind of watching. And he was the only guy on the field. And it's like, man, none of these are going right down the middle. Some of these should be going right down the middle, right? He fell down on three of them. Um. So now let's uh, let's hear how the flag controversy kind of played out on the air live. This is about a minute, but this is Brad Babe and Christy kind of walking through what was going on, and man, did Brad have a hot opinion. Throw the second flag there, Coach Redball, and there's a penalty flag. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wondering what that flag was for. Christy? Yeah, I believe side judge Scott here in the third quarter had come down the side, moving back. Ah. That's when the Packers were in the zone. He was in the far corner of the end zone and literally coming. Challenge flag. And I mean slammed it into the ground. He didn't Thomas like the way he threw the red not, flag? No. Bogus. So, fake, fake news. This is absolutely <laughs> like a baseball argument. And then the guy comes and you're out. And that flag was thrown in retaliation for something Garrett said that that I don't think he liked the way judge he literally like. threw the, spiked the flag. Yeah. It wasn't just a toss out. Well, like it spiked you it. know, tough snowflake. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you didn't that's like what it, he said, that's come on. I don't know that I've ever seen that before no i don't either and that's bad officiating in my opinion if you if you throw a flag for 15 yards because you don't like what the coach said to you no that's that is over officious jerk officiating in my opinion wow i couldn't believe it It, you know and you saw that earlier he had said to garrett he came over there so if you don't like it challenge the play remember that yeah he had that same referee and so he was getting into it garrett throughout the day garrett hated the fact that you know they needed to review that catch, but I couldn't believe it. Like I after I watched it in real time, and Amari Cooper was kind of calmly going, "Hey, challenge it!" I caught it, and I'm thinking, 
No, you didn't, dude. You didn't catch that. And then watching the replay, I'll be damned he did. Phenomenal. But I don't know how anybody with the naked eye could have seen that. And so I don't think it was out. It was crazy that, you know, I don't think it was crazy that they called it that way. But Garrett was obviously upset because he didn't want to have to use it on that. He was upset because he had already blown a challenge. That was his last challenge. That's on him. Dude, I told you guys this earlier. I'm in a bar full of drunk people that are all like, no, who's telling you to challenge this? Do not challenge this. The ref, dude, dude, they showed on the TV broadcast. If you saw it, you could could uh, lip read, uh, not rip read, but lip read. Then the ref said um, he he didn't play the ball. He didn't play the ball, but throw the flag if you want. He basically, you could read it. He said, throw the flag if you want, but he didn't play the ball. You could see it. That's part of that, throwing they, that flag. They told him not to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm saying Garrett's mad that he he put himself in that bad position. It's just yeah. standard game management Garrett but like, crap you know, that we've like done a, for 10 years. If you go to a casino and you're playing blackjack and, uh, you know, you can maybe, oh, I don't know if I can hit. And they go, well, they might sometimes help you out. They might say, mm-hmm. you should hit here mm-hmm. or not. Or here's what the odds say or something like right. that. But the ref was telling him, he was basically doing that like a blackjack dealer would, right. would help you out at a casino, basically saying, don't challenge it. He basically told him not to do it. You can do he the dumb thing. play the ball, coach. You, you can do the dumb thing if you want, coach. Go ahead. We're not going to stop you from doing the dumb thing. Oh, wow. Guess what? It became a problem later in the game. Go figure. Then you could have challenged the Kevin King, yes. Michael Gallup play. Yes. Uh, let's hustle and play the final missed field goal by Maher. On the right hash. Kicks away. He missed it to the right. And the roar you hear is from the Legion of Packer fans who realize that might have done it. Boy, this ball was right and stayed right, and, and the right and, hash has and, been his bugaboo. And, and the one he missed earlier, the long one, was right and stayed right. By the way, did we are we really the team that's going to get a false start after a timeout? Stop the clock. Xavier Schultz. I mean, what? Tough. Come on. God, there's so many I reasons know. we lost that game. So many reasons. Yeah, but you need your kicker to make make the 33-yard kick. Agreed. You know, you got to have that kick. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.